It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. According to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs, more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast, indeed.com slash podcast terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed you are locked on panthers your daily carolina panthers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, where I'm back again to answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions right here on the show. Make sure to either at me or DM me or follow me. Of course, first, go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where I'll answer your questions again next Friday on the weekly Friday mailbag on Locked on Panthers. You can watch our show and subscribe to our show over on our Locked on Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check out the podcast free and available wherever you listen to all of your favorite podcasts. And let's go ahead and get into it. I did tell you all, considering that the... NFL Combine's going on this week in Indianapolis and that Will Levis and C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young were going to be speaking to the Carolina Panthers and that it was draft time right before free agency starts, I would answer your draft questions. And I already deeply regret it because it is the worst time of the year. But I am interested to see what happens here, obviously, in Carolina, especially at the quarterback position, and that is the key question that all of us need answered by the NFL draft. I believe it's in Vegas later on in April. But before we get there, let's talk about this man, Derek Carr, who the Carolina Panthers had a meeting with earlier this week, and we'll speak again to, I believe, over the phone on Monday. Eric has this to say, and Eric is the man who typically wants Gardner Minshew to be here in Carolina. He says, with every free agent quarterback available, your choice, fate of universe on the line where the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth, so you better get it right. How can people really want Derek Carr for $35 million? I know it's a bit, but seriously, give me Gardner Minshew. 
I had to, says Eric, to four $5 million and $30 million of your best defensive free agents. And let's get sexy. Scott Fitterer's words, not mine, in the draft on offense. I understand the point that Eric's trying to make here. When the Panthers are in a situation where you have a roster that was very close to being a playoff team, despite the fact that Matt Rule was terrible at his job and they didn't have a quarterback that could really carry him to that point, that having that kind of roster that was that close, having a 14-point lead on the road week 17 at Tampa to being a playoff team, to have that roster, then to add in Frank Reich, Jero Averro, and this entire coaching staff, why, when you have the opportunity to position yourself for the next possible decade atop the NFC South, why then would you spend $35 million for a quarterback in Derek Carr, who over nine years has shown you that, yes, he's a good player, but is he that guy who's going to help you win a Super Bowl here in Carolina or in any of the other 32 or 31 NFL teams and not cities because there's, there's less than that in the NFL? So I feel like that's the point he's trying to make here, and he would rather go cheap with a veteran option like a Garter Minshew and then use whatever money else is available to shore up the other holes in his roster and then get sexy in the draft. Now, I don't really think Eric actually would want Garter Minshew as a starting quarterback. He probably would want some, maybe like a veteran backup and then go get somebody in the draft, but he would rather use the money that could go to Derek Carr to help make this team better, and I agree. I still believe that if Derek Carr comes here, the Carolina Panthers would be a playoff team this upcoming season and probably for the next couple of seasons with Derek Carr. I just am hard-pressed to believe that he's going to be the missing piece that's going to finally bring a Lombardi trophy here to Charlotte. So, yeah, Eric, I'm, I'm kind of on board with what you're saying there. Uh, all right, Alex now. He asked me, could the Panthers double dip at quarterback – a la the 2012 Washington Redskins. Remember, in the first round, out of Baylor, they took the Heisman Trophy winner, Robert Griffin III. And then later on in the fourth round, a curious decision, they take Michigan State quarterback Kirk Cousins. Now, we know how history went on, uh, where Robert Griffin III was the NFL Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year. And then he had the knee issue, and things didn't work out for him in Washington, where Kirk Cousins ended up being the starter Franchise tag two times, been in Minneapolis with the Minnesota Vikings, made a ton of money, but just okay. Could the Panthers get some of the first round and then decide later on in the draft, let's take another quarterback just because we need a backup? Or maybe that guy could be the answer. Also, I don't know what the Redskins at the time were thinking with Kirk Cousins and bringing him in to Washington. I don't know whether they believe that Robert Griffin III was never actually going to be the franchise or if they thought that Kirk Cousins would just be the backup. I don't know what the thought was. For me, I don't think the Panthers are going to double dip because why would they do that? I believe they're going to get a veteran quarterback here during free agency. I do believe that they'll also get a rookie quarterback whether they trade up or not. And then they already have Matt Corral on his rookie contract for the next three years here in Carolina. So the fact that you just drafted someone who could be your backup in a couple years or maybe next year after this veteran leaves, if that's what happens, there doesn't seem to make – that does not seem to make a lot of sense for the Carolina Panthers to take a quarterback in the first round and then take one later on in the middle part of the draft like Washington did there in 2012. All right, now over to Jason, who has a question about Jalen Ramsey. And without fail, anytime a notable player – gets cut or is on the trade market, people immediately ask me, should the Carolina Panthers 
make this deal. Now, Scott Fitterer told us when he took over the job, which is the part of the conversation we had about Derek Carr and why you should not be freaking out about the Panthers meeting with him, he said he'd be in on every deal. I'm sure he's in on the Ramsey deal, but does Jalen Ramsey fit the salary cap and the culture here that they're trying to build? And does it really make a lot of sense for the Panthers? Yes, no, maybe so. I'm not quite sure. Bobby Wagner also is someone people ask me about. He's a fantastic player. Again, was a pro bowler. Can't remember whether he was an all pro this past season. Would love him. He also is going to want to go to a contender. Are the Panthers a contender? Mm, wouldn't say so just yet. But let's go ahead to Jason's question saying, would you rather trade whatever mid-round picks it would take for Jalen Ramsey and take whatever quarterback is available at pick nine or use those assets to just trade up in the draft? And also, that's someone also asked me the same kind of question. With Bozeman and Burns needing new contracts, do you think the Panthers could or should consider trading for Ramsey? I'd have to imagine we couldn't trade up for a quarterback and trade for Ramsey. And that's the basis of what Jason is also asking and saying that if the Panthers did do a deal for Jalen Ramsey, it's possible if they have to give up the picks in this year's draft, which I think the Rams would probably be looking for, um, considering how many picks they've lost over the last couple of years being all in to win that Super Bowl, which they did. And that's the point of this entire industry is to win the Super Bowl. So can't sit here and look at them and say, oh, they made the wrong decision when they hoisted Lombardi about 14 months ago. But no, I'm not all that interested in a Jalen Ramsey trade. It's going to cost the Carolina Panthers a pretty penny as far as just his salary goes. And yes, you can maneuver the cap. But again, if you do that, you add void years, you push the money down the road, the rent's going to come due. You're going to have to figure it out. And Scott Fitter said at the beginning of the offseason that the Panthers are in a really good position draft-wise, and not draft-wise, salary cap-wise in 2024 and 25. And why would you want to mess with that? by bringing in Jalen Ramsey. Now, if this team was like a Jalen Ramsey away and was going after a Super Bowl like the Rams were a couple years ago, then yeah, that would make sense. But I'm hard-pressed to believe that the Carolina Panthers are going to be able to just trade for Jalen Ramsey, give whatever that is, that give up whatever assets for that, then also be able to fit Bozeman and Burns if they decide to extend Bur- or give Bozeman a contract and then extend Burns, however it works out and then be able to get the quarterback that they want. Because at nine, you're just settling for whoever's there, unless you like all of them. But I also feel like the Panthers are probably going to move up, but they really are in love with one or two, maybe even three of these guys in this draft. All right, let's take another quick pause. Or actually, let's take our first quick pause here on the show, and I'll come back and answer the rest of your weekly Friday mailbag questions here unlocked on Panthers. But before I do that, let me tell you about our friends over at Built. You're looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories and you got to try a Built Bar. What makes Built Bar so good, you ask? Well, for starters, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate on every single Built Bar. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy, only 130 calories and four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box for years. We've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com, which you can still do, but now you can head to your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right, head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're close to a Sam's Club, run in, got to be a member as well, and grab a 13-bar box of their hit new flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. 
This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, let's get back into it. The weekly Friday mailbag, Locked On Panthers. Follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, at me or DM me if you want to participate next week in the weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked On Panthers. Now over to Hitchcock. I don't even know if this is actually his name, but that's the name I saw on Twitter, and I felt like, okay, that's good enough for me. Hitchcock asks, should the Panthers draft Anthony Richardson? What are realistic expectations for his first year knowing many scouts are saying he needs to go the Mahomes route, which he means by sitting out for a year, and what can he do to prove the doubters wrong? Now to your first question, should the Panthers draft Anthony Richardson? I don't know. No idea. Could it work? Sure. Could it be a disaster? Sure. No clue how it's going to work out in the NFL for Anthony Richardson. This is all a crapshoot. As much as I love Bryce Young, obviously there were the concerns about his size, and I saw on Twitter, I guess somebody's reporting, that he's going to be up to 200 pounds whenever he weighs into the combine. I, I, I don't know. Is that going to be his playing weight? Was there is also a report that he played at about 170 pounds at Alabama this past year, which, wow, dude, how, how is he that skinny? Um, he's still pretty young, but you, you know how life catches up to you. There's a lot of people who are skinny in college, aren't skinny anymore. Now he's never going to be fat. He's an athlete. We'll see how that works out for Bryce Young moving forward, but that's the concern. And I love Bryce Young. And if he was 6'3", 220, there would be no concern at all, but then he could also end up being a bust. And Will Levis has the physical tools and the traits that you want in a quarterback. I question whether he's even that good, but maybe he's amazing. And C.J. Stroud looks like everything you'd want, but oh, Ohio State quarterbacks, is it going to work or not? You know, it didn't work out for all these other guys. I don't know. It's a crapshoot. So as far as Anthony Richardson, should the Panthers draft him? I wouldn't hate it. Um, I think I'd probably love it too just because of the the physical traits that he has and what he potentially could be now yeah it probably makes sense that he needs to sit for a year and you have a bridge uh I don't know how much of an appetite y'all have to watch a bridge quarterback I don't necessarily want to watch a full season of Sam Darnold or Jacoby Brissett and wait but that's what you got to do that's what you got to do and you're also, when you're bringing these guys in, you're hoping that they can be here for 10, 15 years. So it's an investment. Not like they got to play right away. But, man, I'd rather watch them kind of learn and grow. And Anthony Richardson might not be that guy, at least here in 2023. Um, so we'll see. How can he prove doubters wrong? In 14 starts at Florida, he only completed 54.2% of his passes. He threw for 2,686 yards at 18 touchdown passes, 11 interceptions, Rushed for 707 yards and had another nine touchdowns. So that's 27 touchdowns to 11 interceptions. I don't know how many fumbles that he had. The numbers for 14 starts, like, aren't terrible when you add in how big of a threat he is with his legs. The completion percentage is what concerns you, and accuracy is one of those things that we have rarely seen be taught 
to where a player can go from being wildly inaccurate and then become a 65, 68% kind of accuracy quarterback. That's where you can prove the doubters wrong. So Anthony Richardson, should they draft him? I don't know. That's just to be honest with you, no clue. Uh, John, asking about trading up potentially. Is there a trade to move up for CJ Stroud or Bryce Young without giving up the 2024 first round pick? I believe they are the best two quarterbacks in the draft, but don't think we can spare giving up next year's round one pick. Why? Why can't they spare it? If giving up the first rounder next year ensures that you can get the top two quarterbacks in this draft, which you believe are C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, and I also believe that to be the case as well. If it can ensure that you can get your guy, and if that player ends up being the franchise for the next 15 years, what is it going to matter whether you had a first-round pick in 2024 or not? Now, I'm always going to be players over picks, but in this instance, the Carolina Panthers need to get a quarterback in the first round. And what's likely going to take them to get that player is a first-round pick. Sure, they could give up the equivalent of a first-round pick by giving up their, what, second and third, maybe two seconds and a third, and if that's enough for Arizona or for Seattle, which I would think it'd probably be, the case of Seattle, knowing that they already have Denver's first-round picks in the next couple seasons, no idea where the Broncos are going to bounce back or not. But for Seattle, with all that draft compensation, they might be willing to do that. Also, with the relationship with Scott Fitterer, Arizona, don't see why they would give Carolina a deal. And then, of course, with Chicago, if you're trading up to number one, then no way are they going to be like, yeah, we're good. We're not going to take your first-rounder in 2024. With Seattle at five, I could see that being the possibility. I just have a hard time seeing at five C.J. Stroud and or Bryce Young being available for the Carolina Panthers. So if you get the right guy, does it really matter what it took to get him? Yes and no, but in this instance, don't think it'd be that big of a deal. Over to Jason, I don't see the Panthers moving up high enough to get Stroud or Young, which is the same kind of question. Um, so do we take Levis or Richardson or go a different position in round one? Here's the thing. The Panthers need to take somebody that they really believe in. And Scott Fitter talked about having conviction. When you have conviction in that guy, you will move up. But if you're not sure about him, then don't do it. Like last year, they weren't sure about any of these quarterbacks. So they didn't take one at six. They took Icky, who they were confident in. If they are confident in C.J. Stroud, sorry, if they're confident in Levis or Richardson and they can move up and get them or they can stay at nine and get them, then take them. But if they're just going to do it as a consolation prize and who and guy just taking a quarterback to take a quarterback, kind of like last year with Matt Corral, then don't do it. And I know Federer says conviction, move up, they got Matt. I don't think it's a terrible idea to think just get somebody to develop. I never really felt like Corral is actually going to be the future. Um because they still said after they drafted him that, hey, we got to bring him along slowly, and that they still wanted to add competition to that room, which they did in Baker Mayfield, who became the starting quarterback there in week one, and for the first five weeks of the season, getting Matt Rule fired. I don't see the Panthers just going out there and being like, oh, well, you know, actually we love C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, but let's go ahead and just take Levis or Richardson and see what happens. If anything, if, they're not, if they don't get the guys that they want, then take a different position or trade out and get more picks. And then you would have hoped that if, but then here's the thing though, they would have had, they need to make a decision on what they're going to do like by the end of next week or middle of mid next week. Cause Derek Carr, if he's actually someone they want, then get the deal done. If they don't want Derek Carr, then decide 
to trade whatever assets to get up to make sure that you get your guy. That's what the Panthers need to be doing. It can't come to draft night where it's like, oh, darn, we didn't get our guys, so what do we do now? No, you need to be in position to make sure that you get who you want to draft. Maybe there's two guys that you love. Maybe there's three. But be in position to make sure that you get one of those players at five or three or one or wherever it is in the first round of the draft. All right, second another pause here on the show. I'll come back and answer the rest of your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on Locked On Panthers. Hey, guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line or – could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, Dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Okay, only like two more questions, then we're out of here on a Friday. Uh, let's go to Muscles Marinara who said, listen to the show earlier, and when breaking down Will Levis, you mentioned Chris Rodriguez. I know the stance on running backs making minimum wage, but say we don't bring back Deontay Foreman and we draft Levis. Do we take a flyer on Chris in the late rounds? I watched a few of his games. I think his talent can translate to the NFL rather quickly. Paired of Hubbard, a nice one-two punch. I do like Chris Rodriguez. I like a lot of these running backs that are coming out as well. Um, Chase Brown. There is uh, Zach Evans. There's there's a ton of dudes. Apparently, it's a deep running back class. I will take any of these running backs that are. I'm not. I mean, not any of them, but I will take probably a decent amount of these running backs coming out of the draft. And really, I'll take any of these guys overpaying Deontay Foreman just based off my principled stance. But I also am not vehemently opposed, as I told y'all yesterday, to Foreman coming back because I do think that he can help this team, and it would not be a terrible investment. But they could find somebody for cheaper. And for more years and less wear, but they're going to do what they're going to do. I don't think that just because you draft Will Levis, you should draft Chris Rodriguez. If you like Chris Rodriguez, you being the Panthers, then take Chris Rodriguez. It should not matter who the quarterback is. It's like a couple years ago when Joe Brady was hired here in Carolina. People were like, oh, should the Panthers now trade up to number one to get Joe Burrow? And the thought was, okay, so if – Joe Burrow needs Joe Brady to be successful, then that's a concern. If Joe Brady needs Joe Burrow to be successful, that's also a concern. Now, the Panthers, <laughs> looking at it, probably should have done it, considering that Joe Burrow has been really good. Now, your buddy Matt Rule would still be here. don't know how y'all would like that so much. But then again, like, you know, it, everything works out the way it needed to work out. So, I don't think it really matters who the quarterback is, whether it's Levis or Stroud or Young or Derek Carr. If you like Rodriguez, then take Rodriguez. If you like a player, it does not matter whether they played with that guy before or not as far as these draft picks go. So if you take Will Levis and you bring in Chris Rodriguez, 
that's awesome for him in chemistry wise. Just have somebody in the backfield he's familiar with. But I don't think it's something that you just do just because Levis is now on the roster. All right, last question. And Lamar, we're still waiting to see what's going to happen there. I did see um, that Evan Ingram was franchise tagged on Thursday, and that's going to make it difficult for the Panthers now to get him as Trent Baalke, the general manager there in Jacksonville, said that he's not going to hit the market. We're going to franchise tag him. He's either going to plan a tag, rather, or they're going to come to a new deal, and this now buys them time to come to a new deal. So let's go ahead and take Evan Ingram off the board of potential tight ends. Mike Kosicki's still there. Evan Ingram's still there. Sorry, no, he's not. Mike Kosicki's still there. Hayden Hurst's still there. Dalton Schultz is still there. Evan Ingram is not on the board. Still got three that could all end up here in Carolina, and I'm totally fine with any of those three quarter, uh, tight ends. Now, there's still questions now about Lamar Jackson and whether he's going to be franchise tagged or if he gets traded and if they figure out a deal. I don't know what's going on at all in Baltimore. And I have a hard time seeing the Ravens, who are always good, willing to basically torpedo their – not their franchise, but their chances of being good now and maybe even next season – by getting rid of Lamar Jackson. Now, Marshall asked if the Panthers and Lamar don't work uh, – sorry, the Ravens and Lamar don't work out a contract. Should the Panthers go after him or stick to the draft? I was also wondering which one of the four quarterbacks you think would be the best for, for the Panthers. I, I don't know. Um, the, the one who's the best. Um, but as far as Lamar goes, you're going to have to pay him a lot of money, a lot of guaranteed money. And he has not been able to stay healthy the last couple seasons. And the same concerns the Ravens have, probably the same concerns that Carolina and any team that would be trading for him and would be trying to work out a deal with Lamar would also have. He would answer your question at quarterback, but will he hold up? That is a question that people are already having about Bryce Young. We have not really seen him have any issues playing in college football and staying healthy. Now, college football, NFL are a whole different animal. And Lamar wasn't really an injury guy until it happens. So we will see, but I, I don't know. It costs a lot of money. And the Panthers got to get deals done with some other players. The flexibility of having that rookie quarterback with that contract, that can help. So, yeah, as much as you would love to have the player, you got to have the contract as well. And how does that impact the Panthers and the roster building aside from that? No. All right, let's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Uh, I'm your host, as always, Julian Council. Again, make sure to watch our show. Um, and subscribe to our show over on our Lockdown Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe. And follow me on Twitter at Julian Council. We're again on Friday. I'll be back next week answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me to get those questions in. Uh, in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding, and I'll talk to you all on Monday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? 
Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.